is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. So today, very interesting guest again in Get Unstuck Radio. So please welcome Gerard Spivak. He's an international speaker, founder and CEO of Comet Fuel, where he helps service and SaaS business owners scale to five to ten million US dollar a year by turning clicks. To cash, so please welcome Gerald here to get us stuck radio today. Hi, Gerald, how's going? Yeah, it's it's going. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming to get us stuck radio today. I believe that many people are going to feel get us stuck from where they are right now because it's going to be fun regarding to scaling today. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. So before we get to the good stuff, how you started your entrepreneurial journey, though? Oh, I mean. Uh... It's a long story, but I'll give you the the short version. But I'm happy to dive deeper if you want to. My my very the very very first thing I ever did. I was in fifth grade. I was watching a lot of like 80s and 90s horror movies that a lot of my friends weren't allowed to watch because you know I was just watching whatever my dad was watching, and I would write up one page stories stealing the plot of that movie, uh, killing off my friends with the place always being the school, and I would sell copies of that story for a dollar. And that was my very first entrepreneurial endeavor. Fast forward to when I was about 14, I started writing online, started teaching myself some marketing. Uh, then that transitioned to me freelancing, working for an agency, worked in corporate America for a little bit, and then eventually I went. Well, I've been freelancing as SEO at the time. Uh, I have all these clients. What's the next step for me? So I went from full time down to part time, down to no time, uh, and then I started what was called Blue Dog Media, which eventually rebranded into Comet Fuel in 2020, where we transitioned from focusing on SEO, which was eventually SEO and Google Ads, to now just Google Ads, uh, and that has both exploded both our business but also our clients' businesses. Why you shift from SEO to like full on Google Ads? Yeah, it, it's an it's an interesting question because we never really intended to. The goal was always SEO. That was my background, and over time, because we were the Google people, clients would ask, "Oh, can you also run our Google ads?" And I said, "No." And then they said, "Well, we really don't like who we're working with now, but we like working with you. So can you please uh, take a look?" Sure, why not? So we started working with some of our existing clients. We weren't offering this as a service, but just kind of as a as a sure, you know, we like you, we we like working with you, you like working with us. We'll help you out here. Over time, what we saw was that on Google Ads, we were helping our clients' businesses grow faster and more predictably than we were with SEO, which the typical pitch is: Hey, pay somebody thousands of dollars a month for you know three, six, twelve months, 
and then you'll find out if what you've been paying for is working or not. So we started to have some of our existing clients stop investing in SEO to put that spend towards Google Ads. And then at that point, we said, well, we might as well just start offering this as a service. As our client base increased, we made the decision to uh, basically partner uh, with a very good friend of mine and send all of our SEO clients to to him so that he can focus on SEO, which is what all his business does. And then we can focus on Google Ads, which is all our business does. Oh, I get it now. So in that case, do you think when, when a company plan on marketing, which one they should focus first, whether paid marketing or advertisement or the organic part, which one would you recommend or considering in terms of like strategy for most businesses and of course i'm going to have bias here for most businesses i would recommend paid before organic Mm. because it's going to be more it's faster it's more predictable and it's easier to measure if on the organic side it takes longer to see results. It's it's going to take a lot longer to know if the strategy that you're using is even working. And so if you're in a position where you have limited capital, you have limited time, you have limited marketing spend, organic, in my opinion, is a high risk. Now, over time, uh, you'll want to start including organic into your overall marketing mix. Uh, but in general, for the vast majority of businesses, uh, paid is going to be, uh, in most cases, a better starting point, in my opinion. Because at some point in my company, I used to like compare this to actually the costs are pretty much around the same. Like if I do both along the line, like as a baseline, if like going along at the same time, which is crazy to think about that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It kind of depends on the the strategy that you're applying. One of the one of the main benefits that I think paid has is its uh, its easeability, if you will, in scaling. In that it's you, you know if you're if you're spending a hundred dollars a day on a particular keyword, and you know that you're spending a hundred dollars a day and you're making five hundred dollars a day because of that, there are ways for you to measure how can I get this from $100 a day to $1,000 a day, let's say. And you might be able to do that. Uh, we've worked with businesses who have been able to do that in the course of you know weeks or a couple of months. You know, Not every business will be able to scale that quickly. Whereas for other channels, especially on the organic, whether that's organic in terms of Google, organic in terms of you know social media growth, what have you, you might be putting in all that time and effort to scale for weeks, months, years, what have you, and then you're waiting around to see when that growth happens. But on paid, it's increased budget to increase your input, which then is going to increase your output. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking that, oh, you mentioned scaling. But then when you know, okay, we're talking about ROI here. Everything in investment, right? We're talking about money. But how can we know that we should invest more in the current marketing strategy that we are doing currently? The the way that I look at it is fairly simplistically. If I am spending a dollar and I'm making $5 and I want to be making more money in general, then I want to put more money into whatever is making me money, which is why um, one of the advantages of paid is, is the scalability of how easy it is to just increase what you are spending per day, as opposed to you know more content on the site, more links on the site, and see what happens as a result of that. So you know when it comes to you know 
are you ready to scale it's are you happy with the return that you're getting from this marketing channel if not maybe you want to work on that a little bit before you, know, you start throwing more money at something that you're not very happy with the performance on but when you're happy with the performance sometimes it's as easy as just increasing you know taking the five seconds to increase daily spend from you know, 100 to 120 see what happens 100 to 150 see what happens you know however aggressive you want to be is this the only decision that we have to like take a look at or there are other factors that we should concern regarding to paid advertisement yeah i mean there's uh, you know, depending on how complex we want to get, there's going to be uh, mm. thousands of different you know, considerations that you're going to make. But if you're yeah, if you're just trying to figure out how do I how do I increase the revenue of my overall business, uh, and you believe that the the path of least resistance to doing that is not increasing pricing, is not increasing your retention rate, but is increasing your lead gen, then I would first look at if I'm happy with the result, yes, could we talk about improving the conversion rate on my website? Could we talk about improving the click-through rate of the ads? Of course. But if you're already happy, you know, spending a dollar, making $3, $4, $5, let's increase that first. Everything else is just a bonus on top of that. You know, if we go from spending a dollar, making $3 to spending a dollar, making $4, that's great. Uh, but I don't want to uh, have my business stuck at a much smaller business for a longer period of time because I spend months trying to improve that return. Where for me, if I'm like, great, I can triple the growth of my business while having this predictable $1 into $3, great. Once I get to a point in my business is struggling to scale due to operations, we, we, uh, we're we running into a hiring issue, we're running into a retention issue, or you know we're not running into a lead gen issue, that's when for me, it becomes more important to turn that $1 into $3 into $1 into $5. Oh, so we need to solve this first. If not, there will be a cash problem, of course, right? Of course, it's much easier to uh, solve problems when you can afford to solve the problem. If you're sitting there and you have $1,000 in the bank that you can throw at problems to help solve with your business, you're going to be really limited. You're going to be spending a lot of time on this problem and not a lot of money. Whereas if that number is 100000 instead of 1000 it's much easier to say, you know what, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to hire someone to figure it out. And maybe it's going to cost me $5,000. Much easier to say yes to that when I have a hundred grand that I can spend and not just a grand that I can spend. Oh, that's going to get right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you say is so interesting. Usually when they have like, when it's already working, because definitely it's going to get resolved. Like one is working, it's going to keep working because you already built a money-making machine, right? Like it's going to be like boom, 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 like coming in front end because we are making the money-making machine, right? So it's keep coming in automatically. And when you don't have back-end support, it could be crazy though. So usually how you're clients would like be prepared or how you prepare your clients that this thing would happen you should be prepared yeah so <laughs> it, it somewhat depends per business because everybody has a different outlook as to how they look at their business mm -hmm. and the scalability of each business is also different so uh, as an example uh, some of the companies that we work with are lead brokers and this is a company where their ability to scale uh, think about an insurance broker they're not necessarily, they're not the ones 
handling the insurance claims, the uh, insurance process. What they're helping you do is say, hey, I need car insurance. We're going to go out there to our five different providers and we're going to tell you uh, which provider we recommend you work with. Uh, those businesses are incredibly scalable because it's mainly salespeople. It's the, it's the agents that determine how many leads they can handle and how much money they're making. That's very different from, let's say, a law firm in which when you hire a lawyer, you know, they have to be qualified, they have to be certified. When they come, if they're just out of school, it's probably gonna take them a couple of years of you, uh, you know, to be frank of almost hand-holding them to go, great, you learned theory in school, now uh, sit back and watch how this process works for the next two, three years before we can trust you to uh, be able to go out on your own and do this for us without uh, kind of as much oversight. So depending on what industry you're in is really going to determine how easy it is for you to scale. But the way that I look at it is you're going, as you grow, you're going to have different roadblocks. When you're starting out, your roadblock is you need business. You need people to pay you. You have no customers. You need to get people in the door. It doesn't matter uh, anything. It doesn't matter how good of a lawyer you are if you have no one paying you to be a lawyer. Uh, and as you get leads in, uh, if you were at a point in time where that's no longer a problem. You have more leads coming in that you can deal with. A couple great things happen. One, you get to choose who you want to work with, or you get to choose your best customers, or it's a lot easier for you to increase your pricing if you have 100 people that want to work with you than if you have two people that want to work with you. And as you grow, you're going to get to a point where the roadblock becomes something else. The roadblock is we can't hire fast enough. The roadblock is we have we are too overwhelmed with the amount of work that we have and our quality of work is going down because uh not as there's not a, a established managers you know our management team really isn't established to be able to quality control what's happening that's a very good problem to have because you're in a much better place than where 90 percent of people will ever get with their business 90 percent of people fail at just getting people in the door, getting people interested in wanting to work with them for the first place. So I want to help our clients get to a point where they don't have to worry about getting people in the door, where if they take on five more lawyers at their law firm, if they hire 10 more agents at their insurance company, we have a medium that we can just go, great, increase X so that we can get more Y so that you don't have to worry about the lead gen in the business. You get to worry about uh, the 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 non-sexy stuff, if you will, the the, the establishing managing teams, the establishing uh, SOPs, so on and so forth. And I've noticed that you use the word done with you, Google Ads. So for me, I I come from like the consulting world. When you say done with you, I'm like, oh, it's agency talks, but like, how are you going to do it with me then? But I really like the way you explain. So can you share with us like, how done with you work really looks like in your views yeah of course so i think that what is missing in a lot of relationships that i've seen with how the uh, agency world works if you will is this you come on board you fill out an onboarding form we have one as well and we're going to create a campaign based off the information you told us but when we actually sit down and talk to our clients they don't know how to communicate with us they don't know which information to give to us 
And so in order for this to be successful, it has to be a collaborative effort. We're experts on Google ads, but we're not experts on your business. Even if we've worked with a hundred companies in your exact industry selling exactly what it is that you sell, I can promise you that will only bring us so far in working with your business because you're unique. The way that you look at your business is unique. The goals for your business is unique. The goals that you have for your life are unique. If you're someone who wants to build a lifestyle business where you cover your expenses plus a little bit on top of that and your goal is like hey i want to work four hours a day and spend the rest of the time with my family and that's what makes me happy the way that that person's going to uh, look at their business and growing their business is very different from someone that says this is a legacy play and i'm going to grow this into being a hundred million dollar business and we're going to have a, a thousand employees 10 offices around the world so what we need to do is make sure that we're collaborating with our clients to understand sometimes what you need is a volume of people coming into your door because you have a bunch of people sitting around doing nothing all day in your offices. Whereas other times it's higher value customers. We're like, I don't want a hundred people giving me a thousand dollars to make a hundred grand. I want 10 people to give me $10,000 because the, where we are in our business, that's what's more valuable to us this month, this quarter, this year, so on and so forth. And so we want to understand what happens, what happens when your number one salesperson goes on maternity leave for the sex, for the next six months, how does that affect your ad campaign? What happens to your close rates? Do we need to potentially lower ad budget for a bit? Do we need to all accept that our ROI is going to go down because this just absolutely phenomenal person just isn't available right now? Do we perhaps need to, uh, to pivot and go, well, this person actually specialized in selling service A, so we need to shift more of the strategy to service B for the next six months or what have you. So we want to have an ongoing collaborative relationship with our clients and not just be uh, the people who uh, get paid and send you a report and you never hear from. Sometimes that's fine, but over time, uh, changes are going to happen in your business. We want to be aware with that so we can work with you. Mm. So normally you work like a really long term, like building partnership, like long term contract, like more than 12 months like that. So the way that we run our services, everything is month to month, but our average client sticks with us for uh, about two years. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh -huh. So how clicks to cash looks like? Yeah, so uh, clicks to cash is at a very high level. It's helping you make sure that you're tracking everything that happens from a click on an ad all the way to cash being in the bank. And this is a particular issue that service-based businesses or any business that generates leads has. If you're an e-commerce business, your sales happen online. And because of that, you can see in any sort of reporting dashboard, whether that's Shopify or whether that's analytics or what have you, uh, roughly how much money you spent, how much money you made. For a service business though, or, or a SaaS company that takes demos, some of the sales process happens offline. Somebody fills out a lead capture form, somebody calls your business, and then your sales team has to get in contact with that person. Then maybe a proposal has to be made depending on the business. Then the customer has to agree to pay you. Then the customer has to actually pay you. Then you have to fulfill on that service. And then the customer has to decide not to ask for a refund. Plus about a million other things that have to happen for you to have money and for you to keep that money. So what crazy. we wanna do is help close that gap. And what's crazy about it is when I get on a call with most businesses, I say, okay, great. How much money did you spend on Google ads last month? And let's just say for sake of example, it was $10,000. Okay, great. So you spent 10 grand. How much money did you make? And I either get, I don't know, or I get some sort of answer that uh, boils down to, I don't know. 
And so the challenge, it, and then my follow-up is, well, how, you did, how are you going to determine if we're going to continue to work together? How do you determine if I'm doing a good job? And it's, well, if you're making me money. Great. How do you know if I'm making money? I don't know. And so what we want to do is make sure that we, we don't just know how many forms are being filled out on a website, how many phone calls are being generated, but how many of those forms or how many of those leads were qualified leads? How many of those leads turned into sales? How much money did those sales pay you? So that when you look at advertising campaign A that drove 50 leads, maybe that only drove five customers, where campaign B drove 20 leads, but 15 customers. Most people, based off how they are able to track, would spend more money on that first campaign, less money on that second campaign. But our theory, uh, which you know, makes a ton of sense to me, is that if we can close that gap and know that we can spend more money on campaign B, even if both are profitable, campaign B is so much more profitable, we can help scale the business so much faster and get an ROI that's much uh, higher than we would ever be able to do if we couldn't close that gap. Because then we just have to assume that the value of somebody calling, filling out a form is equal across the board. Mm, yeah. Who doesn't want to know these details, right? Like, it would be so amazing to see, like, pressing the details back and forth. Like, oh, I know now how this, how this person come from the whole journey of, like, conversation, how this money come from. Like, everything trackable. Yeah. It's amazing. It's always amazing to see this thing, but it's also a lot of work to put in to set up this system, though. Let me it's let let me fair. It's so like so headache. I just like think to it like oh, yeah, especially if you have many software already in the back end, and you have to connect everything and make sure that it's not crashed between each other. Oh my gosh! Yeah, exactly. And this is why it's a collaborative effort because the uh, what we don't do, uh, at least on our end, I can't speak to every business. Is uh, we want to work within whatever the ecosystem our client has, which means that could be HubSpot, that could be Salesforce, that could mm. be you know a million different uh, products and services out there that all have different ways and capabilities of tracking. And so on the collaborative front, where we're coming in is figuring out what are you using, how are you tracking, and how can we at the very least help you close that gap for Google Ads. What extra information do we need to send to you? What extra information do you need to send to us? Uh, what can we do within your environment? And sometimes we recommend clients change the tools that they're using, uh, which understandably, this is a very large ask because it takes a lot of time and effort and money sometimes to transition these tools. But we want to figure out like how, how much of that gap can we help you close? And if we can't fully close that gap, we'll make our best recommendations for how you can do that. Uh, but ultimately, uh, if, if you don't want to switch from the current CRM you're using to another, uh, we're going to do the best in our ability to, uh, to work within the environment that you have. This is very like ongoing problem that every business have software is always happening like especially every new software that like launched like solving the new problem and any owners that's like oh this seems to be easier to use and they just like implement it right away and oh it's crash with another one that we are using but i already invest in that so i understand what you're saying like <laughs> it's happened every day yeah so Last but not least, I want to know what scaling means to you. Yeah, so to me, uh, what what scaling looks like is growing revenue quickly 
which could have a limit, not necessarily indefinitely, because like, you know, like we mentioned, eventually your people are going to be too busy and you're going to run into a, uh, a hiring crunch or, you know, some sort of staffing issue on that front. But what we want to do is not say, great, let's grow revenue 10, 15, 20% a year, uh, especially if, if you're not at a, an enterprise level. You know, if, if you're, you know, if you're Amazon and you're growing 10% a year, incredible. That, that's, that's a lot of growth. Uh, you know, granted tech companies can, can grow kind of quickly, AWS, et cetera. For a, a service-based business, you know, that's typically what we're hearing, though, 10, 15, 20, 25% growth. Uh, what we're trying to see is, okay, well, with a, with a heavy focus on a measurable marketing channel and uh, building it to be uh, much more measurable than 99.9% of, of service businesses ever get to, can we instead help you grow 30, 40, 50, you know, 100, 200% per year, mm. you know, within reason, uh, instead of this, you know, 10, 20, you know, 15% growth. So that's what I'm generally talking about with scaling is uh, growing your year over year, month over month, quarter over quarter growth, however you want to look at that, uh, much faster than, uh, than you're used to doing because of how focused we are on a single marketing channel that we're going to put a lot of effort into measuring it and building it in such a way that we can go from spending a hundred dollars a day profitably to a thousand dollars a day profitably to ten thousand dollars a day profitably uh with some of the clients that we work with spending you know i want to say like thirty forty thousand dollars a day for service-based business in a predictable manner that they can measure the actual output and the actual revenue being generated from that spend Okay. So in case anyone want to work with you or follow you, where can they find you then, Gerard? Yeah. So the, the best place to find us would be at cometfuel.com. Uh, you know, pretty standard website, you know, fill out a form, book a call, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm also very accessible through email. So if you want to email me directly at jared at cometfuel.com, that's J-A-R-O-D at cometfuel.com. So everything will be put in the description below everyone and yeah i hope you get unstuck and able to see better of how you can pick only one marketing channel and able to scale your business today so thank you gerard to joining get unstuck radio today thank you so much for having me i hope this episode inspire you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.